All right, welcome to Viking 360, episode 134. Mike Rubin joined by Brian Johnson. And Brian, we start out uh, by talking a little Viking football. Uh, tonight, Ripley takes on the Lincoln County Panthers, a team that is 0-2, but the two games that they lost were to teams that reached the, uh, the playoffs uh, a year ago in the Princeton Tigers and the Roan County Raiders. Yeah, they're a different brand of 0-2, Rube. They're a physical football team. They're big, much like Buckhannon Upshur was last week. Uh, probably a little more physical than Buckhannon Upshur was, but uh, th- this team's going to come in here ready to play. Uh, like you mentioned, two really good teams they've lost to. Princeton, Princeton returned uh, a kickoff on them, had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So they scored in a lot of different ways. Roan County, as we know, uh, just an, a very solid football team that the Vikings are going to see here in a couple of weeks. But Lincoln County is going to come in here ready to play, Ruben. I think the team that can match the physicality of its opponent tonight is probably going to win the game and, and maybe save uh, part of their season. And you had a conversation with a Viking lineman, uh, Carter Hall. Yeah, you, I talk about physicality, Ruben. That's that's a great segue to Carter Hall. He's a mauler. I mean, he's just a big, strong guy. If he gets his mitts on you, it's over with. And and we're going to need to see a lot of him tonight uh, on that defensive front uh, for uh, the Panthers. We'll challenge him. But I think we found something last week in Hunter Brown uh, running in behind Carter Hall. Uh, and he talks a little bit about that and how excited he was to see that happening and hopefully more tonight. And we'll also have a scouting report uh, from the voice of the Roan County Raiders. They played... Uh, the Panthers a week ago, and he says, like you said, Brian, uh, expect a physical game from the Panthers. Yeah, you know, Roan County, they're physical as well. Uh, you know, we're going to see them, as I mentioned a moment ago, in a few weeks, uh, and they matched that physicality uh, with uh, Lincoln County, and it showed. And, and I think that's the blueprint. If you want to beat those guys, that's where you have to start. And we uh, have uh, a new Hall of Fame inductee at the game. It will be None other than David Hicks, and he was a standout uh, both on offense and on defense. He made a lot of things happen on the football field. He did it all, Rube. Uh, Just a fantastic player. Uh, Really um, unassuming as well. I mean, he's not – he wasn't a big rah-rah guy. Uh, He just went out there and did his job. Lunch pail guys, I like to call him. He shows up every day, went to work, uh, and he helped the Vikings uh, reach uh, new heights, man, making it to the playoffs – I believe in his senior, senior, junior year, uh, but uh, fantastic player. Congratulations to David. And you had a conversation with the new voice of the Vikings, Tim Brown. Yeah, Tim, uh, taking over for uh, you, Mr. Rubin, and uh, I was really impressed with Tim's um, way that he honored you in the beginning of that game, uh, in the first home game. I thought that was a touch of class, uh, and he's uh, big shoes to fill, and he knows it, uh, but uh, he's Certainly up for the challenge and excited to uh, uh, pick up where you left off. Oh, that was very nice of, of Tim indeed. And let's go once around the Viking program now. I know last night the middle school Vikings, they fell to 1-1 one and one on the season. They lost a home game uh, to the Logan Timberwolves uh, on Thursday. Uh, the golf team had some success. Uh, Lady Vikings senior Avery Fife placed seventh in the West Virginia Girls Golf Championships at Mingo Bottom. Yeah, I mean, she just continues, Rube, to uh, do great things in the Lady Viking uh, golf team. And uh, the the 
competition in golf has grown so much over the years, especially on the ladies' side of things, that uh, it's fun to watch these kids uh, get better, achieve new goals. Uh, but the competition, Rube, is amazing in golf. There are so many kids that play. There are so many kids competing for uh, these spots on high school teams and then trying to go into college and play. Uh, so it's fun to watch that sport grow, and uh, especially here at Ripley High School. The uh, soccer action on Thursday evening, we had a girls game at home. Uh, they tied uh, the Parkersburg Big Reds by the score of 1-1 one to one on Thursday, and the boys lost uh, at Parkersburg, but the, they'll play at home on Saturday in a match against uh, the Sissonville Indians. Yeah, just looking for some offense, Rube. If they can, much like the Viking football team, they find some offense, they'll give themselves an opportunity to win that game Saturday, and hopefully uh, Coach Victor Boyce's club will, will be able to do that and get a few goals and get uh, victory on Saturday. And uh, turning to cross country, uh, Ellie Hosbluck had another strong race, uh, placing eighth in last Saturday's event in Lebanon, Ohio. It's a big race. And they'll be in another big race on Saturday. And cross country uh, had some success as they traveled to a big race over in Lebanon, Ohio. Ellie Hassefuck uh, placed eight in, eighth in that event. And she'll be running along with uh, her Viking teammates in the Chick-fil-A Invitational up at Mineral Wells. And uh, Brian, I know you had a chance to talk with Coach Brenda Moore. Her Spike and Vikes continued to win. They picked up two more uh, victories last night against uh, Charleston Catholic and Nitro. They're now 10-0. Well, I tell you what, Brenda, uh, it was great chatting with her, Rube. <laughs> I don't know that she would say this uh, out loud or allow anyone to hear it, but I think she's almost at the point where she thinks it'd be okay if we lost the game. No, Nobody likes to lose, but I think she's really pleased, obviously, and surprised at how well this team has gelled early on in the season. Uh, and really, the sky's the limit. Uh, and, and again, I think for her, uh, it's about staying healthy uh, and these Lady Vikes staying healthy and being able to keep this camaraderie going. But boy, the sky's the limit, Rube. They have played outstanding and they just continue uh, night in and night out to pick up where they left off. All right, it's Viking episode 360, number episode number 134. Here we go. At 6'3", 310 pounds, he's a physically imposing player on Ripley's offensive and defensive lines. Senior Carter Hall says his Vikings are ready for this week's game with Lincoln County. Carter, thanks for being with me. Thank you for having me. Not often I have to look up quite as much as I do to do this interview here, man. You're a big fella. Yeah, that's what everybody says. So. <laughs> Buddy, you've all been off to a good start, man. You graded off uh, the highest of anyone this past week in the offensive line. Uh, Coach uh, Smolder was bragging about you. A great game, man. Uh, congratulations on a great showing Friday night. Well, thank you. Uh, getting the highest grade is something I kind of pride myself on, and being the, the senior up front, I got to be a leader on the team. So that's just what I always strive for. Your style as a player, I like to classify you as a mauler. If you get your hands on them, <laughs> they're done. Talk a little bit about that and how much you enjoy that. I think if I can get my hands on them first with my long arms and everything, it's going to be hard to move me around because I got pretty decent size, and if I can get my hands on you first, then I can kind of control you. Footwork's improved a lot this year too. That's, that's led to some of the good play. Yeah, I've noticed my foot, footwork has improved. Uh, my speed's gotten a lot. I've got a lot faster. I've gotten a lot stronger. Just I've been really working hard in the weight room over the off season. 
Carter, talk about uh, a win tonight against Lincoln County, what that would mean to you. Uh, snap this losing streak, get back in the win column, a game you can win. Uh, it'd feel good to uh, get a win. You know, people in the school are doubting us, saying that we we possibly go in 10, but I think that uh, Lincoln County is a very winnable game, and I'm looking forward to it. What do you think we need to do tonight? You did some good things last week in the run game. Do you need to continue that tonight? Uh, we, we did the run game pretty well. Um, we need to watch our penalties. We've kind of had a lot of penalties throughout the first two games. If we can limit the penalties and the turnovers, I think we'll hang right with Lincoln County. Carter, best of luck tonight. Thanks for the time, buddy. Thank you. Lincoln County is Friday's opponent at Memorial Stadium. Roan County announcer Andrew Hill got a good look at the Panthers in last week's 36-0 setback to the Raiders. Miller says the Vikings can anticipate a physical game. We had a chance this week to uh, take a good look at the Lincoln County Panthers. So, Andrew, tell us uh, what to expect in uh, Friday's game as Ripley takes on Lincoln County. Uh, offensively, uh, what kind of problems do the uh, Panthers provide? Well, Mike, the uh, the interesting thing about this Lincoln County Panther team is they're very inexperienced. But uh, one thing that we've learned over the you know our last eight years with the Panthers is that they are very physical no matter what. Uh, they've got some size along the line once again as they tend to do. Um, they've got new guys in new positions. But what I was very impressed with. Uh, on offense was simply the senior quarterback, Lake Atkins. Uh, this this young man is, is a big-bodied guy, and he's very athletic. He really did a great job of extending plays, making plays happen with his feet, and then uh, finding some open receivers. Their running back, also in Atkins, Austin Atkins, runs the ball very, very hard. He's also a good threat out of the backfield. Uh, you're looking at Banks. I can't remember his first name uh, as a major receiving threat. Uh, uh, they sent him deep a few times on us, and he got behind our defenders. Uh, they weren't able to connect, thank goodness, but uh, there's a threat there. Uh, also, they've got uh, a Coons kid who, who who oftentimes lines up at wing. They'll, they'll send him on those little wing sweeps, uh, the quick hitters that they have. So they try to really mix things up with the run and the pass game. Uh, we saw them in, in film offensively. One game they ran the ball uh, and passed the ball basically evenly, and then another scrimmage, they ran the ball just three or four times and passed it all over the place. So they're an interesting offense, for sure. They like to spread it out and try to spread your defense out and then find the holes in the defense. And, Andrew, uh, I know uh, your uh, Roan County Raiders have a potent offense, but uh, uh, you were able to put up 36 points, I believe it was, uh, against Lincoln County. But uh, defensively, what can we expect to see uh, from Lincoln County on Friday. Well, uh, what their MO continues to seem to be the last few years we've uh, played them is they're going to blitz for sure. They're bringing guys uh, up the middle. They're bringing guys off the edge. Now, uh, in, in the system that we run, at least with our running game, and sometimes we run our power eye or heavy, we call it, um, we use a lot of those quick hitters to counter that. Uh, and so that was pretty effective for us, at least in the run game. Of course, our O-line is uh, very experienced, and that helped as well. But um, they've got some very good uh, linebackers who really do attack the run very well. They break down well. They tackle well. They gang tackle well. They actually create some problems for us. We got out to that early 20 to nothing lead, but uh, what people don't know is we scored our 20th point uh, at the, about the 10-50 mark of the second quarter. Now, we didn't score again until 
10 minutes plus to go in the fourth quarter. We put a couple of scores in in the fourth quarter to make it that 36-0 lead. But in the middle of that, it was a battle. Uh, we, Of course, we had a couple of uh, mistakes on our own. But really, they were very aggressive uh, with their linebacking core. Um, I think that they... They are susceptible to the pass, I think, Mike. Um, if you've got some good uh, receivers there and you've got a quarterback who can throw the ball a little bit, I think that might be a, an area you guys might be able to exploit. Andrew, thank you very much for the uh, scouting report, and we look forward to seeing you uh, later on in the season over in Roan County. Anytime, Mike. I appreciate the call. He was a terrific football player on both sides of the ball. An outstanding career culminates Friday evening with the induction of David Hicks into the Viking Football Hall of Fame. We're talking with David Hicks, uh, who is being inducted into the Viking Football Hall of Fame at this week's game against Lincoln County. And David, thanks for being with us on the podcast. Good to have you with us. Uh, good to be here. Uh, David, let's talk a little bit about your career. Uh, as we were talking uh, before the interview, you really got an, an early start to your football career. I mean, you had a dominant career at Ripley Middle School, and then you kind of uh, hit the ground running uh, as soon as you got to the high school level. Uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of one of like those things that a lot of those coaches, Jimmy, Frazier, and all of them, uh, Will Hossafluke or Coach Hossafluke, whenever he was still coaching, kind of was like really pushing me going in from eighth to ninth. They were like, we're not going to have you at the uh, freshman level. We want you to learn from some of the older guys. And uh, it ended up becoming more than just learning, you know. Uh, you put in that, that time, and eventually they get that trust, and they, they you know started me on that first game, and it just kind of rolled with it. And a neat thing, uh, David, about your career is that you got to be uh, pretty close to some family members there. Uh, your father, Dwayne, he was, of course, uh, an outstanding football player as well, played on the collegiate level. And then your younger brother, Daryl, uh, was a standout on the Viking line. So that had to be special to be able to play uh, with your father and, uh, and with your brother. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it was it was really an experience. Um, though I, I know that my dad never really wanted to, to coach us so much. I mean, it's one of the reasons why, like, when wrestling, he moved around a little bit. But um, you know, he never really had to deal with me so much so as like he had with my brother, <laughs> with my brother being a lineman and him being a line coach. Um, but you know that that. Having my brother on the line was was great. I, I knew where to go, when to go. Um, we always used to make a joke in the house. It's just I had to find find Daryl, find the back of Daryl, and that's where I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And, and speaking of Daryl, I mean, you, you both uh, also excelled on the wrestling mat. Uh, in two thousand ten, you won the state championship at two fifteen. Same thing in two thousand eleven, and in two thousand twelve, you moved up a weight class and still uh, won another state championship. Uh, just an outstanding career on the wrestling mat as well. Oh, oh yeah, and I can I can say that you know Daryl was one of the reasons why I, I succeeded. Well, Daryl and uh. You know, good friend Adam Bichek. <laughs> Those two were just so technical, and they would always push me and be like, "Okay, listen, you're doing this wrong, and I need you to do this now." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Adam, a four-time state champion as well, and uh, 
So, so some good company to be around there. Uh, so, um, David, tell us what you are doing now and where you are now. Yeah, so um, I'm up in the uh, Dayton area. I am a, a safety coordinator, so essentially I uh, make sure that people go back home with all their fingers and toes. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's really fulfilling knowing that, you know, uh, I, I get to make sure people are safe and sound and healthy. Uh, we actually have this really funny family motto is, teachers and preachers, helpers of the fellow man, and I was making a joke that I escaped the teachers and preachers, and someone's like, yeah, but you didn't escape the last part, so. <laughs> and, uh, David, tell us about the, uh, you have a young family now, tell us about that, please. Yeah, so, um, I got my wife, Kaylin Hicks, and, uh, she, we have this beautiful son of ours, he's 10, getting ready to be 11 months old, getting ready to hit that one-year mark, uh. It's, it's, it's been a really fun experience uh, being a new father, that's for sure. You definitely learn to, uh, to be a little bit flexible. That's, yeah. that's uh, one thing I learned. Well, David, uh, I thank you for talking with me. Uh, congratulations on an outstanding career and, uh, and, uh, and for your induction into the Viking Football Hall of Fame. I thank you so much. He's a Jackson County Board of Education employee, the parent of two Viking athletes, and he now has a new role during the Viking football home games. Here's Tim Brown. All right, happy to be joined now by a 1993 graduate of Ripley High School, and I know that because he was in my graduating class. That's Tim Brown. Tim, thanks for being with me, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me today, Brian. So, Tim, uh, you know, you and I, have uh, we've been out of school for a few years, and we won't say how many, but we'll let everyone do the math. What are you up to, what are you up to these days, man? I know you're working down in the boardroom, or board office, I should say. Yes, sir. I was principal at Ripley Middle for nearly 16 years and then moved into the director of secondary schools uh, for, the, for Jackson County. What all does that entail uh, when you say director of? So I, I assume you're in control of uh, – Everything that goes on in those schools, uh, obviously underneath whatever Will wants you to do, but uh, you're you'd be the head guy over all those, correct? Yes, sir. For the uh, for all secondary schools, which is middle and high schools, so anything that goes that goes along in one of those buildings, I'm kind of overseeing and helping with principals and working with principals along the way. How did your work as a principal help you in this position? Well, it just gave me the experience of um, looking at curriculum and, and dealing with teachers and dealing with folks um, along the way. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I taught for several years at Ron Jackson Technical Center, and that uh, gave me a love for CTE, that's career technical education. And that's one of the things I oversee as well. So um, that's that's kind of where I think uh, um, a lot of folks miss the uh, miss the boat, and a lot of kids can get a great education with some of these trades and not go into debt with college and and come out making fantastic money. Yeah, I've always said a trade is something that cannot be taken away from you once you learn that trade. Uh, you kind of be, insulate yourself to a degree where it's much easier to find a job more so than some kids that go to college. Absolutely. And again, coming back, coming out of training um, with a skill with no no college debt and absolutely making fantastic money because as we know in the society we're in right now, we, there, there are no fantastic skilled labor. I mean, there, I mean, we have a bunch, but they still need a ton. And, and that's a great avenue for kids to be in. 
Well, let's talk about kids. You have one that's a senior at Ripley High School right now doing some great things. And, and I told you before we got started that you're no longer Tim Brown. You're Hunter's dad. That, that is correct. I've, I've, I've rolled into that uh, role of being Hunter and Garrett's dad for several years, and I've just learned that that's how people know me now. And that's and that and I've accepted that role and, and absolutely love it. <laughs> Tim, tell me what it's been like to watch your son play these uh, first two games of the season as a senior emotionally. Uh, how has that hit you? Well, it's tough <clears throat> knowing that uh, I've kind of went along with him and coached him along the way in a couple of different sports, and and to know that this is his senior year um, is is emotionally just kind of not sometimes not ready for it, um, but. I guess the business I'm in, I see seniors come and go all the time. So I guess I'm a little bit more prepared for it than my wife is. Well, let's talk about being prepared, Tim. A couple of weeks ago, you stepped into some pretty big shoes to fill uh, doing the uh, public address work at uh, Memorial Stadium on Friday nights for the legendary Mike Rubin. Um, and, man, I, I just got to tell you, I want to be one of the first ones to tell you the the tribute you did to him uh, before that game was touching, and, and I got to hear it, and – uh, I was really moved by that, man. I thought that was a classy move on your part. Well, you know, I mean, I've said along the way for years that it's absolutely difficult to uh, to replace somebody ahead of you that did a fantastic job. And I don't care if that's in your line of work or announcing for, for football games. But the problem with, with replacing, trying to replace Rube is I'm not just replacing somebody, I'm replacing a legend. So, you know, you think back of of times of people that's replaced Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I mean, how do you replace those folks? And uh, so all you can do is just acknowledge that they are absolutely great and try to do your best because you know you're not going to do the same same, same level as they have been able to do all these years. So tell me, one game under the belt, you're doing the PA and you're also trying to enjoy your son's senior year. How did that fare for you? How difficult was it? Well, we used the scrimmage against Scott as a scrimmage for us. And uh, Mr. Mullins, is, he's been a long-time uh, fixture in that press box of, of helping Rube along the way. So I th thought that, well, maybe if I bring one of my friends along the way, um, his daughter's in the band, uh, Dave Lowry, and maybe if he could help on the offensive side and Mr. Mullins uh, help on the defensive side, maybe I could actually watch a play and just kind of relay the <laughs> patient that they're saying but it's it all happens so quick that it's it's you really can't watch it at the same time often <laughs> let me ask you before i let you go did did you ask rube for any advice or did he offer any advice he's such a modest person i know that he's not just going to to come up and offer it without asking but uh you know it, for me I, i've picked his brain over the years on several things in broadcasting and he's always really helped me how much has he helped you so far well, you know, it'd be crazy not to not to talk to him and ask him for pointers and ask him for how he did things because, I mean, he's a well-world machine up there. And, yes, we, we've we talked a couple of different times, uh, and he still helps me along the way because I um, some of the scripts and things that he – and the timelines that he is, he's just mastered over the years, I, there's no reason for me to stumble on those things whenever he's already um, perfected it. I just need to – no need to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. That's right. Tim, uh, congratulations, man. Enjoy uh, Hunter's senior year and uh, 
you know, just be Tim Brown. I think that's the first thing Rube would tell you is don't try to, to be him, just be Tim. And I think you did a fantastic job of that in the first home game and, and continued success to you, my man. Well, I greatly appreciate it. I hope to I hope to make him proud. Coach Brenda Moore and her Spike and Vikes are off to a quick start this volleyball season. She says one reason why is a super attitude. Joined now by Lady Viking Volleyball Coach Brenda Moore. Coach, thanks for being with me. Thank you for having me. Off to a blazing start, Coach. 7-0. and uh, Boy, just absolutely on fire. Uh, does that scare you any as a coach to get off to such a quick start <laughs> knowing how long the season is? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm excited and I want our girls to be excited, but they also have to know we've got to keep working hard and keep improving. How do you keep them locked in in that situation and not allow them to, you know, as us old folks would say, your head get too big and you start to feel too good about yourself? How do you how do you keep them grounded? Well, I think we've got to know what our goal is, our end goal. Like we want to make to regionals. I mean, ultimately to this so we know we've got to keep working hard for the end of the season. Coach, you faced some adversity, uh, you know, here early on. You, you don't have a, a home court, so to speak, to play on because of the uh, water damage uh, at the high school. But you are playing at the middle school. Talk about that and, and how that's, uh, you know, how good they've been to allow you to come into the middle school and play and uh, what that environment's been like. Yeah, it's been disappointing not being home court. And it is a different feeling being at the middle school, but we really appreciate the middle school um, administration, Coach Howery, the volleyball coach, working with us, being flexible and allowing us to play there. So at least it has air conditioning and bleachers as opposed to the Chansey Walker. So we've just been trying to make the best of it and be flexible. Coach, you've got a good young team. You guys had a lot of success last year. Uh, with a lot of young players, that's paying off for you so far this year. Yeah, we have a lot of returning players, so we do have some experience um, coming back to our varsity team. We do have a team, but um, most of our girls playing on varsity did have varsity playing time last year. What surprised you the most about this team, I think, uh, other than starting the season 7-0? and uh, what what's maybe a player or uh, maybe just an aspect of your team that surprised you? I just think their chemistry. They're working very well together. They all have um, a very good like team mentality. They're focused on what's best for the team. That makes a huge difference. Um, personalities, great work ethic. Tell, tell me, uh, you guys have a game tonight. This is Tuesday night, I believe. Yeah, it is. Uh, you play at Sissonville. Uh, tell me about that. What's Sissonville, uh, what kind of team do they have? How are they going to make the night difficult on the Lady Vikes? I'm actually not sure what their record is. I think I've checked it, but I can't remember. Um, I think it'll be a good matchup. Um, I think we still have to work hard, but I think, yeah, we can – we can do it. We can come home with a win if we work hard together. What do you think will be the, the biggest uh, thing that will need to improve for your team to reach your goals? Um, well, I think we've still got to work hard. and Every team member has to be on like the same night to be really successful for the whole season. And we have a very shallow bench 
this year. So we got to keep everybody healthy as well. Um, health, but- health always seems to be uh, something that derails teams when they get off to good starts. And that, you know, that's a luck of the draw situation really in most cases. So yeah, that's yeah. certainly something that, that you want to keep an eye on. But again, you got a young team that's uh other young coach, they bounce back a lot quicker than than uh, <laughs> the older players do. So hopefully oh, everything yeah. will stay good uh, on the health side for you. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck tonight. Best of luck the rest of the way. And congratulations on an outstanding, outstanding start. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Remember, For all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.